Every Thanksgiving, my grandfather prints out a whole bunch of different quotes and jokes for Thanksgiving, and he makes all of the kids stand up and tell them one by one. Now, this is horrific because my uh, uncles are so mean. They, like, they live for this. They are all about this. They can't wait to make fun of us as soon as we start doing these different things. I want to read to you guys one of the jokes that my grandfather made me say in front of my whole entire family. Now, the jokes are better. You're happy on the years when you get the jokes. When you have to say the serious statement, that's the worst. That's when people really dig it. Because I don't know about you, but my family can't be serious. You know what I mean? Like, God forbid, like, lightning will strike us dead if we ever try to be serious ever. So we stay away from that. But this is what I had to say in front of my whole family. What did the turkey say to the computer? Google, Google, Google. You gotta be kidding me, right? I feel like I'm Jacob when I said that, man. That was that was just tough right there. So then, of course, my uncles rip into me, and Patrick's gonna try and tell you that he doesn't live for this, but this is like the his favorite part of all Thanksgiving. He loves getting up and telling these jokes. He is all about it. One year, he we almost got away with not doing it, and Patrick reminded my grandfather. He was like that teacher's pet. I was ready to punch him so hard. Me and Dan are like, no way, this isn't cool at all. But it's tough being a kid in my family. But I love Thanksgiving. I have a, a really special tradition that I try to uphold every single Thanksgiving. It's, it revolves around eating and football. So we have this huge game every year with the church, and we go out to Brownsfield, and it is so much fun. So I start my morning like that every single year, and then I go wherever we're hanging out that holiday, and I eat a whole bunch of food, and then I watch football, and then this is the most important part. A good Thanksgiving hinges on this part. It's if I can take a nap in between what I just ate and dessert. Now, my wife is very much against this part of my tradition, but it is sacred to me. I am thankful for naps, and I want to express it on Thanksgiving. Like, it is very important to me that I am able to do this. And maybe you guys have your different um, traditions, but what are some of the things that you are legitimately, legitimately really thankful for this year? And, you know, my grandfather, after we do all the different sayings, he makes us say something that we're really thankful for. And sometimes I have a hard time thinking of something. And I think the reason why we have such a hard time thinking about what we're thankful for is because our minds are so caught up in all the things that we want and all the things that we want to happen in this upcoming year that we have a hard time remembering all the things that we are truly thankful for. One day a year, we're supposed to celebrate being thankful for all these different things in our lives, right? But we don't even have that anymore. Black Friday now goes right into Thanksgiving. We, don't, we can't even set aside one day to be thankful. Stores open up around six or seven o'clock so people can start buying all the different stuff that they think that they need, that they think will make them happy. We can't even set aside, guys, one day to truly be thankful. The day after Thanksgiving was always a really big day in my family. That magazine from Toys R Us when I was a kid came out that day. And so we would run out to get the newspaper, and me and my sisters would circle things in different colors. And uh, I would figure out what color they were using, so I would circle my stuff in my color and their color, so don't hate the player, hate the game. But uh, I, I would make sure that I got a ton of things circled in that, right? So I could get whatever I wanted and whatever I really needed because I was obsessed with what I had. And I already had so many things. And maybe you guys know what that's like. You have all these things that you wanted so bad for the Christmas before that, right? You thought that they were gonna make you happy and now you don't even use them anymore. They're hanging to the side. See, these wants, we think that they're gonna make us happy. And we think 
that they're going to satisfy us. And I think sometimes they block us from being truly thankful. And what we need to do is we need to train ourselves to be thankful. It's not who we are as humans. We don't naturally give praise to the things that we're thankful for. We have a hard time with that sometimes. And we have to train ourselves to be thankful for the things that we have in our lives. Just like you would train anything else. If you're trying to get good at music, man, you practice that instrument. You work really, really hard at it. Or if you're trying to get bigger, you're in the gym and you're working out. you got to practice that. You have to um, make yourself better at this. And that's the same thing with thanks. We need to practice it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we work through this message tonight about how we can practice thanks. Because it could change our lives, guys, if we could really dig into this. Because we've all bought the lie that things will make us happy and having more will make us happy or satisfy us. If you can't be thankful for what you have, you will never appreciate what you want. Let me say that again. If you can't be thankful for what you have, you will never appreciate the things that you want. Some of you guys are waiting on a relationship. You, oh, I just want to be in a relationship so bad. The reason why maybe that God hasn't opened up that door for you yet is because you can't appreciate the other things, that you're not thankful for the other things in your life. And he, and he knows that if you get that, that you're going to ruin it because it's just going to be like everything else that you have. You're not going to be thankful for it. You're not going to be able to truly dig into it, enjoy it. And so you have to be, have a thankful heart sometimes to really enjoy the things that God wants to bless and give to you. We're bad at celebrating and we're really good at being negative, right? We can look at all the good things. There's a ton of good things happening in our life, but there are a handful of negative things and all we can do is focus on the couple of negative things that are happening. I know because I am so like that. I'm like this in every area. People will try and encourage me or try to help me in some way. And all I can do is focus on the negative. I can't focus on the positive. I can't be thankful for the good that's happening. I'm especially like this on a softball field. Now, when we're playing softball, I'll have like a pretty decent day. I'll, I'll go two for four, right? That means out of four at-bats, I got two hits. And the other two, let's just say, are just really bad. Just like pop-ups that they are just horrible, like right to the shortstop, like a terrible, terrible hit. And, you know, the other two will be really good. And someone will try and congratulate them. They'll be like, oh, that hit was really good. And I won't accept that. I won't take that. I'll say, you know what? It should have been a double. I really missed it. I didn't hit it hard enough. If it was a double, I'll say it should have been a home run. I am so tough on myself because all I can do is focus on the negative. But we need to learn to celebrate a little bit more, guys. We need to be okay with it. Now, this isn't a prideful thing that needs to take place. But we need to be willing to celebrate the good that's going on in our lives more than we do and recognize that God is behind a lot of these things and blessings in our lives and really have a thankful heart towards him when it comes to these different things. What about your relationship with God, guys? When was the last time that you prayed without asking God for a single thing? When you went into that prayer time and, and you legitimately said, God, thank you for these different blessings that I have in my life right now. Thank you that this worked out and this happened. See, I think we can always just come to God like he's our genie, right? And we just keep trying to get things from him, asking him for this or that. And our hearts aren't really thankful. I want you guys to think about this. I'm going to think about something that you've been praying for in the last year. Something that you were hoping would happen. And I want you to think about something that did work out for you in this last year. Did you spend more time going before God asking him for that thing? Or did you spend more time thanking him for what you got, for remembering that breakthrough that he gave you? 
See, I think the balance is shifted the other way. We, sp- we spend way more time asking God for something, and then we get it, and it's like he never did anything. We don't celebrate it. We don't tell him how grateful we are for what he's done in our lives, and that needs to change. So how do we do this? How does this happen in our lives? And there's a couple different ways that this happens, but one of the biggest ones is by our praise, guys. It's by the way that we worship God, not just in this service. It's how you worship God with your life. It's how you worship God when you talk to your friends about anything or about him. That's all worship. It's the praise that comes out for the things that he has already done. I was walking with someone through something difficult that they were going through in their life, and and they needed a straight-up miracle. And I was praying for them, and I told them, you know, God's going to come through. He's going to work this out. And I just had a sense of faith about it. I was trying to encourage that person because it really was going to take a miracle. And so some time went, and it was a, a really rough time for that person for a while. But they held on to faith, and I kept reminding them that, and asking them this, has God ever failed you before? And they would say no. And I said, he's not going to start now. And so we would, we're going through this. We're working through this. And one day that person texts me and says, God worked out the miracle. It came through. And it, it was truly awesome, guys, what God did. And what I told that person is, all right, now let your praise in your life reflect what God has just done in your life. Let your worship show that something amazing just happened. See, too often our worship doesn't show the things that God has done in our lives. We sit here and we're all chill, right? Where we're all cool because our friends are standing there or we're scared or whatever. And God is doing so many blessings for your life and you're just standing there like nothing's going on. And he's pouring out blessing after blessing and you're not grateful at all. And in just a little bit, we're gonna look at some scripture of people that weren't grateful. And we're gonna see what happened to them because they weren't grateful. And it's something that absolutely needs to change in all of our lives. And a thankful heart is a satisfied heart, guys. And I don't know about you, but there are some wants that are fighting for my attention right now. There are things in my life that I'm tempted to look to to try and get satisfaction from. But the only way, the only thing that's gonna satisfy me is God. And we all know that. We talk about that all the time. That's beginner stuff here. But you know what? You know how you hold on to that satisfied heart is by thanking God and remembering all the things that he has already done. So what's at stake is that you can continue to live unsatisfied. You can keep searching down those broken roads and those broken paths, and it will never truly satisfy you guys. It's not about who has the most, but who makes the most out of what he has. And so you can try and collect all the things that you guys want. You think that if you get this toy or that thing to happen or work out in your life, then you'll be happy, but it's not, that's not what it's about. It's can you enjoy the blessings that God has given you in this season and praise him through it. And so tonight we're gonna be in Romans chapter one and this is what it says in verse 21. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. So Paul is writing right now to the church in Rome and this was a really messed up place to live. The Romans had a lot of issues that they were fighting through and working through. And a lot of them weren't working through it. And so Paul is trying to talk to the church now and he's telling them what these other people are doing that are just giving into this way of life. And they had created a whole bunch of idols. They were just corrupt in so many different ways. But I think what he says right here is so important because I think this is where a lot of it started. It's they stopped honoring him. See, they knew who God was. Just like so many of you do in this room right now, you know who God is in your life. And sometimes we don't honor him the way 
that we should. We don't give him thanks the way that we should. And I don't say this to try and bring condemnation to anyone. See, some of you guys are just so blessed and so gifted. Some of you guys have great voices. Some of you guys are killing it in school right now. You're great at sports, whatever your thing is. God can give those things and God can take those away. Those are gifts. When was the last time that you thanked him for that? See, these people lost focus in their lives. And we're going to see what happened because they lost that focus in their lives. And I don't say this like I was saying before, not to condemn any of you guys, but to convict. And conviction just is a real sense that we need to change this tonight. That we need to really start thanking God more and letting our praise reflect all the things that he's done in our life. Let's talk about the basic level of thanks. It's a lot of way uh, that you guys were trained up. You know, before you eat a meal, right, you're supposed to pray and give God thanks, right? And sometimes that feels cheesy, but that's practicing thanks. That's putting it into practice. We go out to eat a lot after our Friday nights, and we try and always say thanks. We always try and say a quick prayer before we eat. And one time we were out to Chili's hanging out one night, and it was really late. And um, I think we had just, like, chosen someone to pray. And when people have to pray around pastors, they get, like, really nervous. They, they, they feel like they need to impress me for some reason. And so we asked this one kid to pray, right? And he starts, like, breaking out a theology lesson. Like, he wants to impress us right now. And so we're, we're like, oh, no, like, he's rattling on. Like, he's praying for the molecules. He's praying for, like, every part of the earth. And we're just like, is this ever going to end? And then this is the worst thing. And maybe you guys experienced before. The waitress comes out. And everyone's got their head down and they're putting the food and you're just like, no, this is so painful. Why is this happening? You're just like, end the prayer. And this person is just going on and on, right? But he was practicing giving thanks. And I think that is a really basic way that we can do that. It's a way that you could put that into practice in your life, in your normal prayer times. Set aside sometimes, say, God, thank you for these gifts that you've given me, for these talents, for that thing that I've been praying so hard about in this last year that you've worked out for me. It's just putting it into practice. And, and that's just the basics of it. Like, if you can't do that, then you're gonna have a really hard time with what we're about to talk about in just a little bit. So that's why it's really important that you start putting this to practice because God is gonna ask even more from us. But this is what the next verse says. But they came futile in their thinking and their, fuel, their foolish hearts were darkened. See, this whole attitude of not giving God thanks and not honoring him that the way they should, it messed up their hearts, guys. It darkened their hearts. It got polluted. Things went out of perspective in their lives. And some of you guys are wondering why your heart feels so dark tonight, why you feel so empty or you feel so broken tonight. Maybe it's because you stopped giving God the honor and the gratitude that he truly deserves. And so there is gonna be a darkening in your heart that happens if you get away from this. It's what happened to these people. And it can be painful and it'll take you down some different roads. And for the people in Rome, it was their idols. This was a really big deal to them. They would set up these things and they would worship them. They would give these things honor. And maybe we don't set anything up, but we have our idols tonight, don't we? It's the things that we want so bad. It's the relationship. It's that thing that we've been praying for so hard, that thing that we want, whatever it is that we want above God is that idol tonight. 
and it's not going to make you happy. And it really didn't make the people happy in Rome because the whole culture ended up falling apart because of it. Now, I know what some of you guys are thinking is, Joey, how could I have a grateful heart tonight? If you could look into my life and see all the different things that are happening, all that I'm currently going through, you would say that I wouldn't have to be grateful. If anything, I should be mad at God for what I'm feeling and going through tonight. Things are just in pieces tonight. It's such a mess. Well, there's something that God calls us to do even when we don't feel like giving him that praise. Even when parts of us feel like there's nothing to be thankful for. Maybe there really is something to be thankful for. And we're going to look at a guy named Job tonight real quick. And Job had it pretty good in the beginning of his life. He was just a blessed guy. Everything he touched seemed like it turned to gold. He was wealthy. He had a great family. He seemed really happy. One day the devil came before God and he said, you know, that guy Job that you got, let's put him through some tests. And God was kind of bragging about Job. He said, have you seen my man Job? He loves me. He's my boy. He's, he's, he's living this out. He's really doing things. And so the devil said, all right, let's put him through the ringer. Well, let's see what he's really got. And we'll see if he's still so thankful to you after he goes through all these different things in his, in his life. Let's see if he still chooses to worship and praise you. And things get really, really bad for Job. He loses everything. Loses his wealth. Loses his family. Eventually, his, even starts to lose his health. He gets sores on his body. He really goes through a dark and difficult time. And then we're gonna pick up in the story right here after he's gone through so many of these really tough and hard things. This is what he said. Whoa. <laughs> this is what he said in verse 20. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So everything's fallen apart for Job. It seems like he has no reason to be thankful. It seems like he has no reason to praise right now in this moment. But yeah, he goes, you know, God has given me so many good things in my life. He's blessed me so much. And now he's taken them away. And regardless of the things that God has given me, he's still God and he's still good and I'm gonna praise him. So I don't know what your thing is that you think is a really big deal, but Job's is probably worse. And if he can choose to be thankful on this level, then you could too. The only thing that God ever did for you was die on the cross. That would be more than enough. Yet he still chooses to give us all of these awesome things. Yet we live in this broken world where we don't deserve anything from God. We don't deserve any good gift. And yet he still decides to give them out to us. You think that we could take some time to be thankful and return that praise back to him. There's a verse in the Psalms that says, God is greatly to be praised. So here's what we need to know. If he is greatly to be praised, the way we worship is a reflection of God and what you think about God. So if he's great to you, your worship will be great in response to him. The way that you come into the service, the way that you live in your life will show that God is great. 
But if you think that God is okay, then probably your worship looks okay tonight. It probably looks like you haven't raised your hands in a while, like you haven't really been singing out the words. Your worship says so much about how you view God in your life. And maybe you never thought about it that way, but that is the absolute truth. And like I said, it's not just in a worship service. It's the way you talk, the way you treat others. It's the way you talk about God to others. So let that sink in for a moment. How how has your worship been showing God lately? Has it been showing others that that he's really great in your life or that showing that he's kind of okay? Because if he's greatly to be praised, then he should be praised greatly by his people. See, and this is how I know that Job was truly thankful to guys. It's because a heart that isn't thankful, it, it won't praise. Like we were just saying, it, it won't give that out. But if you are thankful, you can't help but worship. You can't help but seek God in this way. And, and, and here's what Job knew too, is that it was for a season what was happening in his life. And you're gonna go through seasons in your life where it seems dark, where it seems like God has given up on you but push through those seasons. Continue to fight in worship. And you know what? Things changed for Job because he chose to honor God in all the things that he went through. God gave him a double portion of everything that he had before because he chose to honor him with his worship. And so maybe that's where you're at tonight. You need to know that hard times don't last forever, that there will be a breakthrough for you. But how will you worship God through those times? How will people see it? And so here's what I want to encourage you guys to do is is this Thanksgiving season, I want you to write down some things that God has done for you lately. If, If you really want to have this heart of gratitude and you want to see maybe some of the parts of you that have felt really dark change, I want you to write down some things that God has done for you. Some things that you are truly thankful for before this Thanksgiving. Spend some time this week And just make a list. And here's what I will guarantee will happen to you. Some of those things that have been really bugging you lately, some of those things that have been really irritating you or been getting on your skin or you feel like you just can't be happy without this, some of those will start to lose their power over you as you start to do that, as you start to give God thanks for the things that he's done. And you'll remember some different things like, man, I prayed for this so hard. And God blessed me in this way. And your heart won't help but be able to praise in those moments. So I think that would be something really powerful for you guys to do if you will just set some time aside to do that. Yesterday I was talking with Doug and I was just really just mad at some things that were going on. I'm just frustrated with my house and just how some things are unfolding. I'm, I'm doing a lot of different projects, trying to get a lot of different things done. And I just felt like, you know, I just felt so mad about it. I was like, man, this isn't working out the way I wanted to. This isn't happening in my timeline. Just, just complaining, just, just really acting ungrateful. And, you know, I was working on this message and putting all the pieces together. And I just felt God just convict my heart really strong. Because just a couple of months ago, I was praying that God would put me in a house somewhere, that it would work out for my family. And he did that. He blessed me in that way. And I was like, God, I'm so sorry. What I've been praying about is the thing that I'm now complaining about. I think we do that a lot. And as 
I was doing my work last night, the things that I had to get done, I felt my heart attitude change. Suddenly, the groaning and the complaining stopped, and I was grateful. I was like, God, thank you so much that I have even have a house to work on right now. This is totally by your goodness and how gracious you've been to me that I even have this. And so what are some of those things for you in your life? You know, before that, I was mad because I wanted some other things too. I wanted some other things to happen. And those wants disappeared too. Because I was like, man, God, you've done so much for me. Thank you so much. So what is that for you tonight? What are some of those things? A thankful heart is a healthy heart. That's what you guys need to know. That's tonight's bottom line, is that a thankful heart is a healthy heart. And I don't know about you, but I want my heart to be healthy. I want those dark parts of it to lose their power on me a little bit more. I don't want to end up like those people in Rome that Paul was talking about. See, we have so much to be thankful for tonight, guys. So much. As I look out in this room, most of you guys, as far as I know, are healthy. It's because of God. All of our hearts are working right now. It's God that keeps that going. And so if you say, man, I really can't find anything, start there. Think about your eyes that you can see things. There are people that don't have that, guys. And so many of us take that for granted. It's all the little things that we let go sometimes that we don't think are important, that some people wish that they had. So many reasons for you guys to be thankful. So this Thanksgiving, remember that. Don't let it just pass by as another holiday. Really give God the praise that he deserves in your life. And if he's greatly to be praised, then let him be praised greatly in your life. I'm gonna pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room. I pray, Jesus, that you would help us to be people who would give you the praise that you deserve, that we would turn it back to praise every blessing that you've given us in our lives, God that we wouldn't forget it so quickly, Lord. And we wouldn't be distracted by the different desires and the different wants in our lives, God, that we would truly choose to honor you, God, with the gifts that you've given us. I pray, God, that we all would set that time aside to see our hearts renewed, to see our hearts refreshed by a thankful heart, and that we would see our hearts restored We need you for this, Jesus. This is so against who we are as people, Lord. We're so prone to look at the negative. And I pray tonight, God, that we would take our eyes off that and we would focus them on you and the great work that you've done for us through your son. That not only have you given us Jesus, but you've given us so many other blessings. There is truly no one like you, Lord. Nothing can ever compare to your great love for us, God. I pray that our worship would truly be changed, Jesus. That we would give you everything that we have. That we would feel it, that feel it even building up in our hearts right now for all the things that you've worked in us, for all the times that you've come through for us, Jesus. That we would truly live different. In your name we pray.